0: the first down fantasy football podcast this is episode four a new hope little star wars reference there for you guys but you couldn't tell i'm a little bouncing off the walls already today had a some sugar and don't usually have too much sugar this late and yeah so it's gonna be a little little more beat a little more vibrant episode today also was listening to some good kid mad city Kendrick always gets my blood going so yeah this is gonna be a great episode I got for y'all today we're gonna be talking about three teams the trio of teams Carolina Panthers Chicago Bears and the Cincinnati Bengals I'm gonna be up front right now I really don't like one of these teams <laughs> let me rephrase that I don't like the outlook for one of these teams another one though is putting me in the fills kind of gives me kind of gives me those butterflies so we'll go ahead and touch on those teams later though let's go ahead and get started with the news over the weekend and not too much stuff going on but some team scrimmages went down got a good look at that new SoFi stadium in LA it absolutely looks beautiful if you haven't got to see it yet just recommend you google it they have videos of the inside of it uh, with players on the field and off the field but Man, when the season opens up or even when we get real football back where fans can get in the stadiums, that place is going to be rocking. It looks freaking amazing. I'm very impressed with how that stadium looked and turned out for sure. On the other side, though, the Rams need to change that ugly-ass logo, man. They, I don't get it. It looks more like a Chargers logo to me, but you know what? I don't get paid to, to make logos here. But just my opinion, it's hot garbage, just hot garbage. They hire, I mean, you can hire a better a better uh, mock artist, something like that, to, to give you a, a different look. I mean, hell, even go back to the old, the old logo, just modernize it, don't get that at all. Anyway, off that little rant there, but uh, yeah, also got to take a look inside of the Legit Stadium in Las Vegas, the Raiders' new home. I've been referring to it as the Death Star since day one. That place looks sick gonna be an awesome uh site honestly though once vegas opens up uh post-covid but yeah definitely see that just being a great attraction there and aside from that the fill the stadium everything looks great um unfortunately the raiders are not the best team to be opening up that stadium, but you know what? They have a uh, Gruden. I trust Gruden. And I trust the GM Mike Mayock. They're gonna go ahead and get this reboot, rebuilding going. And uh, yeah, but other than that, their stadium sexy as hell. I'll give them that. Other than that, we're talking about team scrimmages. No preseason, so these guys are trying to get ready. Expect we week- the first honestly expect the first month. Players are just gonna be rusty as hell. Plain and simple. With that said, and just here's a little tip that I'm kind of approaching my drafts with. Take a look back at the teams that were good last year, that had success. Those guys already got that chemistry, already are used to playing with each other. And I feel like those teams are going to have the upper hand, and especially when it comes to fantasy. So kind of target some of those players, some of those teams. You know, I'm talking like the Chiefs, the Ravens. Um, I'm not going to say the Niners because... They're a good defensive team, but the offense is lacking a little bit. I mean, George Kittle's a beast, but other than that. Uh, but anyway, we'll focus back on it. The Texans, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be revamped. The New Orleans Saints, teams like those, teams realistically that were in the playoffs. You know, those teams are going to be coming into the season already having that experience, ready to play. Some of the younger teams and teams that have changed a lot of players in and out, kind of some new faces, might struggle off the bat, but you know what? By, I would say, October, it should be rolling. Also, I want to go ahead and give you guys a head up. I know it, fantasy draft season's literally coming up next weekend. People are going to start doing their drafts. I have a couple coming up. I'm going to start doing mock drafts on every episode. Quick little rundown at each spot. I'm going to try to hit a draft at the beginning, the middle, and the end. And some kind of my advice, my opinions on where you should be taking players in those drafts, and just kind of how to build your team out as well, too. But we're going to go ahead and start with a little segment for y'all today. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my my predictions on MVP. I'm going to give you my top five players who I think are going to be in the talking for it, and we'll start from five to one. Um, unfortunately, they're all quarterbacks. I wish that running backs and wide receivers would get votes. It sucks that they don't. Christian McCaffrey last year, Michael Thomas last year, both would have been, you know, considered in that category. I mean, Lamar did earn it. He took over. But other than that, you know, I feel like it's just an award for the QB and the Offensive Player of the Year is the award for your running back or your wide receiver, whatever. Anyway, though, let's start at number five. And this is someone who I think is just going to come into the season pissed off. And He's going to come in pissed off because of the team that he plays on drafted what realistically could be his replacement, and I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers and I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. The Packers this past draft drafted Jordan Love, quarterback, has comparisons and and I don't know analysts and uh, scouts, you know they compare him to Patrick Mahomes because he's mobile, has a big arm. I haven't seen too much of his film i mean i've seen him throw he does have a cannon i'll give him that but when it comes to accuracy i mean he did not have a great receiving core and aside from that though i don't see this kid playing for a while but i think aaron rodgers is really gonna he's gonna come out and ball out and i mean just taking over that offense him and matt lafleur the head coach don't see eye to eye at least on my opinion um i just see Rodgers really taking the reins and just tossing the ball left and right instead of trying to run the plays that LaFleur, this offense that LaFleur is trying to, to make happen in Green Bay. And I don't understand it. You have a great talent at quarterback. You don't try to build around him with your receivers. I mean, thank God he has Devontae Adams there. Aaron Jones in the backfield—you don't use him. He could be a top five back, but you hold back his potential. So Lafleur, I don't get your coaching style. You have plenty of talent there on the offense. The defense—they could be a top ten defense. I mean, they came out hot last year, and you know that's a team that didn't lose too many pieces. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers—I got him at number five. And I think he's definitely going to come in and have a great season. Uh, number four, Deshaun Watson. And, yes, I know Deshaun lost D-hop, but hear me out. He's got Will Fuller, new, new addition wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, and Randall Cobb. This is... I think a very low-key but good wide receiver group right here. Unfortunately, it's also a very injury prone wide receiver group. So I'm speaking in terms that these guys are going to stay healthy all season. That includes Will Fuller with his hamstrings and Brandon Cooks. I don't want to see this guy get another concussion because he is an amazing receiver, nice little speedster, makes exciting plays. But yeah, you're putting Deshaun Watson back there with four guys who are great receivers, can make plays, and Deshaun able to use his legs for mobility and to scramble out of the pocket and honestly just hit these guys in stride and and dropping bombs left and right. I think this could be a very high-powered offense. I think this can be a great season for Deshaun Watson. But the key is, though, for sure is that offense, uh, those receivers need to stay healthy, plain and simple. I think that's going to give Deshaun his highest probability at getting the award just based off of passing yards and throwing touchdowns as well. But let's go ahead and jump into number three. And this, I think, is going to be a little shock to everyone, but I'm going to put Patrick Mahomes here. And here's why. I believe in teams having a Super Bowl hangover. They... Made it to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl last year. It was an incredible comeback. I'm not taking anything away from that. Though, I think the people, I think teams are seeing what the Chiefs are doing. You know, it's a high-powered offense. A lot of defenses have been making improvements and are I don't want to say learning the Chiefs, but are learning to defend them a lot better. And I think that's going to give Mahomes, I don't want to say trouble, but I think it's going to limit him. I still think he's going to have an amazing season. I still see Kansas City as one of the top teams in the AFC. But aside from that, I just think that this year, he's he's going to have a great season, but it's not going to be an MVP caliber season. You have Tyree Kill there. He's already getting injured in camp with hamstring issues. Travis Kelsey is a, is a just solid piece. He's, he's a rock. Newly added running back Clyde Hilaire Edwards has comparisons to uh, Brian Westbrook, uh, Ray Rice, just a big running back that can catch the ball. He played at LSU. He was on that championship team with Joe Burrow. If you haven't seen him yet, go check his highlights out. He he can go. He's actually someone I'm excited to see play, and especially in Kansas City's offense. Uh, they still have Damian Williams there. He was able to make some big plays in the playoffs, and especially in the Super Bowl, he kind of took over. Um, if they didn't give the MVP to Mahomes, I definitely think he should have uh, earned that award. Or he did earn that award. But, you know, the quarterback made it happen. But, yeah, Mahomes at number three. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump to number two. And this is even more surprise. Lamar Jackson. I'm going to put him at number two. I don't want to see teams that figured out Lamar because his mobility, his playmaking ability is very unpredictable. We saw a huge Increase on his passing game uh, last year aside from that being able to use his feet make plays on his feet and just breaking the pocket and going I Don't want to say that he has a higher chance at entry, but I'm just afraid he's gonna take some some hits this year um, Since teams are now expecting that from him So they might sit back a little bit kind of wait for him to go but at the same time he's able to take advantage of that uh, pack on yards, but Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, I'm not sure if he has the receiving core to really carry on for a second MVP uh, running. And yeah, I think just ultimately, they're, they're, again, another top AFC team, a team I actually think is going to make it to the Super Bowl, but I don't see Lamar getting that MVP award. Now, the team who actually got making, and this is prediction already preseason and it kills me to say it because I'm growing up despise this team. And and despise this team due to the fans and I'm sorry. Just it was every year. And I'm I'm gonna say the phrase and I think everyone will know who I'm talking about. This year's gonna be our year. Oh no it's this year. We're we're gonna take it. This year's gonna be our year. Yes. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott is gonna go off this year i think he's coming into the season pissed off because they didn't sign him so he's on a franchise tag they already have an amazing line there he has ezekiel elliott in the backfield with him amari cooper michael gallup and newly added wide receiver cd lamb he has the weapons he has the line he has a new head coach well, McCarthy, who came from Green Bay, didn't coach at Green Bay last year, took a year off after he got fired, came back with Dallas. And, I mean, McCarthy has experience in developing quarterbacks. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. I see a lot of potential for Dak to really grow as a quarterback this year, especially under McCarthy. And I can really see him taking off. And, yeah, I think Dak's in the throw for at least 45 touchdowns. Maybe close to four, you know, 4,500 yards and just, I think Dallas is going to be really good this year. That offense and I think the defense to match. I see them kind of being the front runner in the NFC and I wouldn't doubt them getting to the, uh, playing in that first Sunday in February. But yeah, Dak Prescott, he's my pick for MVP this year. Kate on it, you could love it. Either or, that's who I'm going with. But let's go ahead and get into the breakdown. So we're going to go ahead and start with the Carolina Panthers. Went 5-11 and 11 last year. Um, let go of head coach Ron Rivera as well. And we're just going to touch on Ron Rivera. Prayers out to him and his family. I don't know if you guys saw in the news, uh, he had came out and let everyone know that he has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, I know just from seeing his coaching style and just kind of seeing his personality through interviews and TV, he's gonna kick Cancer's ass. So I can't wait to see him coach the Washington football team. Uh, whenever he's, you know, ready to go and, and and kicks the shit out of the big C. So prayers are sending out to you, Rivera. Good vibes your way, man. Can't wait to see you back on the sideline coaching. But back to the Panthers new coach matt rule taking off head coaching duties there um if you guys don't know who matt rule is he was the coach at baylor last year uh previously at temple and has a history of really transforming programs and really building them up and, and bringing a good strong culture and foundation with him as long you know as well um owner david tepper uh, he's a new owner uh this was this guy he picked, and they're kind of building this team up from the from the ground up. Unfortunately, they did lose star middle linebacker Luke Kuechly. He did uh, decide to rec- retire, and I'm assuming it was to the concussions, unfortunately. Hate to see guys go through that. But they do have some big holes on defense. They are able to address the defensive line in the draft but we're going to go ahead and talk about the the fantasy players the the offense and I know that's all you guys want to hear about so let's go ahead and get down into it and down into the schedule as well too and just coming out looking at their schedule they they got a gauntlet you know they they got some 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 strong teams on the schedule for sure I got them going six and ten this year they're going to open up though playing against the Vegas Raiders Uh, I got them just winning that one i don't have high expectations for vegas this year um but yeah throughout the season carolina they're gonna go through some slumps they're gonna win some solid games and and i think show that they are that on a team that's on the rise that's going to be able to compete you have christian mccaffrey there i mean i think that's the best running back in football right now um New quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater, he had some games in New Orleans where there's some good signs, but even when Teddy was healthy before in Minnesota, I I didn't see him as a top quarterback, you know, top 15 guy. I mean, he's probably somewhere around that that 20 spot for me. Just kind of plays it too safe. That's just my opinion. Plays it a little too safe. Doesn't really take the chances down the field and doesn't really give his receivers, I don't know, the chance to make big plays. But we're gonna go ahead and just break down the playoff schedule that they have. Um, Opening playoff week, and this is fantasy playoffs. They're playing Denver, the following week, Green Bay, and championship week, Washington. If you can make it to championship week against Washington, I think you have a really good chance for your Carolina Panther players to have a big game. Aside from being a homer, okay, I'm a homer, I love Denver Broncos. That's my team. I don't see Carolina having too much success against Denver this year, even on the run game. I don't see McCaffrey having a big game. Unfortunately, that's just how I'm calling it. Green Bay. He, he McCaffrey balled out, so I'm gonna go ahead and say McCaffrey can have a big game there. But DJ Moore, the other receivers, I don't really see him popping off. And going up to Lambo in December. No, thank you. I'm. I hate the cold. No thank you. Not my cup of tea at all. And just finishing up in Washington, I think, again, that's Championship Sunday. Start your Panthers. But let's go ahead and get over to the players you want to own from this Carolina Panthers team. Obviously, if you have the first pick, I would say 80%, 90% of you. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty plain and simple. Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey other than Christian McCaffrey I was really looking up and down on this these offensive players and the only other guy I really want or that I would target from this team and he would be he would be a starter on my fantasy lineup with that being said I think he will demand the targets on this offense Um, that's in the passing game his other two wide receivers out there with him Robbie Anderson coming from the New York Jets he's a speedster big play potential but Again, we got to look at the quarterback. Teddy doesn't go down the field. He kind of plays it safe, plays around the middle, and that's where DJ Bo- Moore is going to get his bread and butter. I think this guy's going to dominate touches. He's going to probably have the most receiving yards on this team, and probably this team in receiving touchdowns as well. So I have a lot of confidence that DJ Moore will be a solid wide receiver for you this year. I'm referring back to Robbie Anderson, he's someone that if I need a flex play. And I see that Carolina's going up against a weak defense, like even week one against the Raiders. Um, He's someone I might throw in there take a shot on it. You know, there's a couple other games here sprinkled in and out where he might be a, a flex you want to throw out there. But someone I more look at as a bench player, you know, someone just to build out your team, but not really a starter, not someone that I'm going to be looking at every week and saying, oh, Robbie Anderson got to get him in there nah not for me too inconsistent and he's just he's based on big plays that's all it is he's a speedster so if he catches the beats his man catches the uh, ball in the behind the dbs and everything he's gonna he's gonna take it to the house but again Bridgewater is someone who does not go down the field often going over to Curtis Samuel We've had so many high expectations, at least when I say we, um fantasy heads, people who play fantasy football, we know about Curtis Samuel. The expectations for him have been so high and he just literally farts the bed. I mean, just craps it. Every year he'll have one or two games where you're like, oh, all right, all right, it's getting spicy. It's it's all right, Curtis Samuel's about to break out. No, do not fall for Curtis Samuel this year. I wouldn't even draft him. DJ Moore goes down, then I would probably, yes, Robbie Anderson might be the wide receiver one or you maybe want to even look at tight end Ian Thomas, who also is someone that I think he could be a plug and play guy at tight end position, but tight end is more of a streaming position for me and there's so many other guys that you can go over for Ian Thomas. But back to Curtis Samuel, don't draft him, not a fan, no thank you, not for me. But, I mean, CMC, let's go back to Christian McCaffrey real quick. He's going to have the touches. He's going to have the targets. He's probably going to finish at top five and running back again. DJ Moore is someone who has potential to finish as a top 12 receiver in my eyes. I just think with the his catches or receptions, his yards after the play, and touchdowns, I mean, I think he's going to dominate all three on this Panthers offense. I see him getting at least 1,000 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns this year. And he's going to, like I said, demand the primary targets there on that uh, receiving core and he also has the uh, potential to make plays after the catch as well he, he has some jets on him so i would draft dj moore with highly confidence just go out there get him if you can i would say fourth round uh fifth round if he's there for sure take him but he's going to help your team out a lot i think throughout the season but other than that that's pretty much for the Panthers um I don't want Teddy Bridgewater not touching the defense and I mean Graham Gano at kicker he actually might be a good kicker to own this year just because I get, I see the Panthers moving the ball up and down the field but not necessarily closing out drives um which means you know they're in field goal distance Graham Gano is going to have his shots and I think that's what the Panthers are going to be they're going to be that team that's going to be a a high field goal kicking team if if that makes sense, but not a high-powered offense, but are going to be able to move the ball here and there, not finishing every drive with a touchdown, hey, there's a field goal, and those are points there on your team. All right, but now we're going to go ahead and transition to a team I have zero expectations of this year, and I I hate how much I dislike this team this year because in the past I've liked them a lot. But this year, they just hop poo poo Just not not some not someone I'm interested in, not any of the players. Maybe one player. We're gonna, we'll, we'll get on them. But the Chicago Bears, they went 8-8 eight and eight last year. And just looking at their schedule, and this is going to sound crazy. I have these guys going 4-12. I think they're going to be completely just rebuild time. Um, I don't see Matt Nagy keeping his job. That's the head coach. I also don't see GM keeping his job based off his decision to trade up and draft Mitchell Trubisky. And let me go ahead and just give you some facts as well too. Uh, Ryan Pace, the GM, drafted Mitchell Trubisky, moved up to the number two spot also to draft Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Just let that set in. Okay. Anyway, the Chicago Bears... Yeah, going four and twelve this year. I think they're gonna be looking for a new quarterback there. They did trade for Nick Foles in the offseason, so I'll kind of give you guys my prediction on how their season's gonna go. First three games, I mean, they open up against Detroit, the Giants and the Falcons. I have them losing to Detroit. I have them beating New York Giants, and then I have them losing the Falcons, and then going on a very long losing streak. And yeah, we're gonna go ahead and just they got they got some tough teams, I mean, honestly, this year. And I, just, I don't see the offense being a good offense as much as Matt Nagy thinks that he's an offensive mind and genius and this and that, that he's going to have this dominant offense. It, he doesn't use his players the way they need to be used. He tries to emulate what the Chiefs do and like what the Rams do, and that's not what his player strengths are. Looking at uh, these guys' playoff schedule, though, for fantasy playoffs, they play at Minnesota, at Jacksonville, and championship week against Green Bay. I don't like any of those matchups. Maybe the Jacksonville one might be a good scoring game for those fantasy players, but playing in Minnesota, Minnesota plays so tough at home, so I don't trust it. And against Green Bay, they're at home, but... I really don't want to play my fantasy players in the uh, one in the middle of the winter and in an outdoor stadium in Chicago I just you have chance at snow and that can really just jack up your championship Sunday again don't make don't draft based off of the fantasy playoff schedule but it's something to think about you know because you're building a team for you know to get to that Sunday but let's go ahead and transition to these players that you're going to want to own and want to avoid. And I'm even going to put a little twist on it. I'm just going to name the players you want to own and then everyone else stay away from. (laughs) So Alan Robinson, wide receiver. He's a wide receiver one on this team. I think he's going to eat. He's going to be the most targeted guy on this offense. So he's going to get the chance at, you know, the receptions yards and hopefully scoring some touchdowns as well. Anthony Miller, wide receiver number two on this team, I'm not really high on the guy. I mean, he got a lot of hype coming out of the draft out of Memphis and just hasn't really lived up to that potential and I just don't see it with him. He's he's not someone that I've seen make improvements uh, since he's been in the league and just I'm not really touching that with a 10-foot pole. Running back David Montgomery, he's going to be, I think, a serviceable running back some weeks. He'll he'll hopefully dominate the touches, at least getting 20 touches a game. Though, again, you can't trust Nagy because for some reason he splits touches between David Montgomery and Tyre- uh, Tariq Cohen. And... Tariq Cohen's a, a great 3rd down guy. He can catch out of the backfield, and he'll have those berserker games where he is able to squeak in for a couple touchdowns here and there and make a couple big plays here and there. But it's not happening as often as people expect it to, and it's always a letdown. And I feel like the Bears players, those running backs, are always a letdown. I think Montgomery, though, he will be serviceable. Don't have high expectations for him, but he's going to be someone you can plug into your flex position this year. I wouldn't have him as one of my two running backs on my RB slot, but your flex, you know, if you need a running back to throw in there, I think he can hopefully bang off at least ten to twelve points, and that's something that can help you in a week for sure. Other than that, and then here's my little bold prediction for uh, for the Bears this year. We're just going to kind of chalk it up on on this team, but. Mitchell Drabinski is probably going to get benched halfway through the season or maybe after the first month. Enter in Nick Foles. This team's going to be down, I think, in a lot of games. They're going to have to pass their way back into it. Nick Foles goes down the field. He takes chances. And that's where I think Nick Foles will be able to play. You'll be able to start him in some games. Games like against weak defenses like Detroit. And. Jacksonville and Houston and maybe Minnesota but other than that I mean they got some really tough teams they're playing this year and I just don't have high expectations for these guys with that being said though Nick Foles will make Alan Robinson a very serv- serviceable wide receiver and again I, I like Allen Robinson I would take him probably in the fourth round wouldn't reach on him on the third if he falls to the fifth, like DJ Moore that we were talking about from the Panthers, scoop him up. He's gonna be an asset. At least where you're drafting him at. Other than that, this Bears defense, they're not what they used to be. They had that one good season. They they got Khalil Mack. And then other than that, I just they're not returning the same kind of intensity that they had. And I don't know if it's Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, leaving. I don't know if they just kind of gave up, I I don't know. I really don't understand if it's the coaching, if it's the GM, just they don't bring that edge that they used to, but that's enough about the Bears. And now we're gonna talk about the team that gives me the fills. Oh my Lord, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hear me out. (laughs) I know, Cincinnati Bengals. They've been a disaster forever, but hear me out, I, I got a strong case for the, this team this year. Real quick, they went two and 14 last year, got the number one overall pick, took Joe Burrow, best best decision, best just honestly thing that could ever happen to this franchise. We're gonna go ahead and break down the players here in a minute, I'm just looking at their schedule. Did I have them going eight and eight this year. I think they're gonna be a 500 team. I think they're going to have a very slow start to the season. They're going to come out just with that inexperience with the new quarterback, trying to learn how each other plays with each You know, the players play with each other, getting those rhythms, and especially with a rookie quarterback. You know, it's going to take some time for that, to, that chemistry to develop. They have that bye week in week nine, and then I think after that, that's when you're going to see this team really peak and kind of take off and just – Start balling out all, all together. I mean, at the first half of their schedule, they're going to have to pass a lot to get back into games. They have a an amazing running back in the backfield to Joe Burrow, and yeah, I think this team's going to be a, a very fantasy friendly team th- the whole season. And we're going to go ahead and get down onto the players that you're going to want to own on this team. I only got one that you're going to want to avoid, but I have a little. It's an asterisk, you know, a little. You're going to want to take him in a certain situation, but that situation hasn't presented itself. And we'll touch on that here in a sec. But top five running back I got this year, Joe Mixon, man. He's going to finish in that top five. He can catch out of the backfield. He's a three down back, runs hard, can make big plays. Joe Mixon, take him in the first round. If he falls past that six pick, and that's how high I think of him, if, you're not taking, if he hasn't been taken at the number six spot and he falls to you at seven, eight, take him. Take him immediately and be just ecstatic with that draft pick right there. Joe Mixon, I'm telling you, he's going to finish as a top five running back. He finished at number th- 13 last year. I believe he missed some games. And they also had an injury on their offensive line from their uh, rookie that they drafted, I believe, Jonah Hill? No, not Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, Damn it, I forgot his name. But anyway, his name's Jonas something, but he was drafted in the first round, gonna be there at the tackle position. He's gonna open up a lot for uh, for Mixon and also protect Joe Burrow. But let's go ahead and transition over to the wide receiver position. And you got two guys here that are gonna be great uh, fantasy players to own. And that's gonna be AJ Green's number one. He did not play at all last year due to a foot injury. The previous year, I believe he only played nine games or so and was still dealing with that foot injury. He is getting a little bit older. My thought process and how I look at AJ Green is he had a full year and maybe even a little bit more to recover, to stay in shape, to get his body right. I think he's gonna come out revamped, ball out. Believe he's gonna leave this team in receiving touchdowns not receiving yards and not targets but he's going to be someone who I think is going to have big playability and making big catches within that end zone and also just being able to for some reason whenever AJ Green gets the ball he's able to just weasel guys off of him and shake free and make big plays that way but I like AJ Green a lot I think you can take him in that third round possibly even that fourth round and and take that pick confidently. Again, this is going to be I think a very fantasy friendly team. But I have AJ Green, he could finish in the top 12. I don't see him getting into that really that top 5 or even past eight you know i think he's going to be eight between eight and 12 that's where i see him finishing at this year and his other wide receiver his co-mate there is tyler boyd who finished at number 23 last year i see tyler boyd just dominating the receptions on the team this year dominating the uh, receiving yards on the team this year he's not a big touchdown guy but someone that joe burrow is going to target a lot over the middle of the field Kind of going to be a safety valve for uh, Joe Burrow, especially on quick plays and just quick routes. Tyler Boyd can give you a, bunch a bunch of production throughout your fantasy season and especially in the games that they're going to be going in they're going to be passing a lot but I see him finishing as a top 20 wide receiver I think he's going to be very serviceable to where you can get him at especially in drafts he'd probably be in that sixth seventh round there but Tyler Boyd that's a name you're going to want to snatch up I think he's going to be a solid flex starter for you this year and last but not least on player to own Joe Burrow don't be afraid to draft a rookie. Don't be afraid to take him and and play him throughout these weeks. Again, this is fantasy football. Joe Burrow is a you know, he's a pass, he's a pocket passer, but also if you've watched his tape and watched him through college, he can use his legs to get, get into the end zone and to, and to make plays extend and even run out of the pocket and give you some of those rushing yards. But yeah, I think Joe Burrows has potential to finish as a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year. They have a little bit of a revamped line. They got their offensive weapons back at wide receiver, running back. I don't see how, how he cannot finish at a top 12 quarterback. Okay, he's a rookie, the inexperience. Okay, this is a rookie who won Heisman and just won a national championship, okay? don't want to hear it. I think Joe Burrow's going to be a top 12 guy, and he's going to be someone you're going to own on your fantasy team, plain and simple. Players to avoid, though. And this kind of ties in with A.J. Green. But if A.J. Green, by chance, happens to suffer any injuries any setbacks this year he's a bit older and has history with injury as well rookie t higgins drafted out of clemson t higgins literally reminds me of aj green watching him in college he's big he's long able to make plays after the after the catch and yeah i think someone that is going to grow with joe burrow down the line and um as the season progresses and as they, their careers progress and probably end up taking wide receiver one role next year or the year after that if A.J. Green's no longer with the team. I mean, I could see T. Higgins and Joe Barrow being a great one-two punch in future seasons, but you know he is a rookie. Um, he's going to probably be the third wide receiver on this team. But again, if AJ Green happens to suffer any setbacks, uh T. Higgins is going to be a sleeper for sure that you're going to snatch up. And I mean, think of it this way: if AJ Green get, goes down any week, T. Higgins is going to probably be that number one, number two pick on the waiver wire. Let's just keep that in mind, okay? But, yeah, this is, again, my prediction for this team. Fantasy-friendly. You're not going to really want to mess with the tight end position on this team. Uh, Tyler Eifert's no longer there. C.J. Uzama. Um, There's so many other tight end names that you can draft or even just pick up and I think will give you much more production than C.J. Uzama. But yeah, and then also another late round pick, and this is just a deep, deep sleeper. And this is kind of insurance for Joe Mixon, but but Giovanni Bernard, excuse me, butchered the name there. Giovanni Bernard is a pass catching out of the backfield. If Mix, I don't think Mixon has any injury bugs, nothing going on in camp. He looks strong, looks fresh, um, so I'm not expecting any injuries this year. Again, we can't predict the season and, and how the season goes, but by chance if Mixon does start getting nicked up, I would take Gio, and I would take him early because if Mixon does get hurt this year, Giovanni Bernard can be someone who can help your team get to a fantasy championship. And not because his his running game or anything like that but he catches out of the backfield and makes great cuts he's able to extend plays just with his how he's able to shake and yeah he's a guy who can catch out of the backfield that's very valuable for fantasy and especially at that running back position but that's going to go ahead and wrap it up on our breakdown for the three teams and just before we break i want to go ahead and give you guys a little head up of the next episode and we're going to go ahead and switch it up a little bit We're going to be talking about four teams on the next episode. and We're going to kind of start going uh, in that direction of getting more teams on the uh, podcast, especially with the uh, fantasy season and the regular season starting pretty soon here. So I want to be able to cover on every single one of those teams. Episodes might extend a little longer, but you know what? You guys are going to be getting the information. It's going to help you prepare for your leagues. That's what we're here for. But just to give you guys a little sneak preview on the next episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, the Cleveland Browns, and the Detroit Lions. I think that's going to be a great, great fantasy-friendly show there. A lot, a lot of weapons we're going to talk about on all four of those teams. I'm really excited to actually see these offenses this year. So we're going to be amping up the content there for you. We're also going to ta- uh, touch on my top 10 wide receivers who I think are going to be... Finishing at the top 10 at the fantasy season this year, and I'll also be putting up my first mock draft, and we are gonna be drafting from the sixth spot. And I know the sixth spot is dreadful. Some people like it. I think you're crazy if you do, but I do not like drafting in the middle of the draft. But that's just my personal opinion. But we're gonna go ahead and give you guys a little bit of insight on what I would do in that position. And Last thing before we break, I'm going to go ahead and give some shout-outs. Again, prayers out to Ron Rivera and his family. Ron, can't wait for you to get back on the sideline and coach it up. Can't wait for you to kick the big C's ass. Can't wait for you just to, yeah, be back out there, man. Um, Prayers to you, man. I want to shout-out to Kobe Bean Bryant. Today would have been his 42nd birthday, man. Rest in peace to, honestly, a hero, a legend, just... One of the the greats of all time. I mean, loved watching this guy growing up. The moments, the memories. Just thank you for everything you've done, Kobe. And last but not least, if y'all haven't checked out the new Batman trailer, uh The Kid from Twilight, what's his name? Robert Pattinson, the vampire. So he's Batman now it kind of looks fire I'm actually excited to see it I guess it's a one-off um but it looks pretty dark kind of has those dark night vibes and I mean I'm a big movie buff but yeah pants doesn't look bad as the Batman surprisingly um yeah so i might have to check that out you guys should check it out tech I'm sure the trailers on YouTube but other than that that's gonna go ahead and wrap up our show today and I'll see you guys next time.